Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres, live from KeyBank Center. This is the Post Game Show on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. Final score here from downtown Buffalo, 3-1 Bruins victorious over the Buffalo Sabres as we welcome you back to the press box here at KeyBank Center. I'm Brian Colzio. Thanks for being with us here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Well, a game in which the Sabres brought some really good energy and some scoring opportunities, but they could not solve the puzzle that was Keith Kincaid tonight. Linus Allmark has been stymieing teams all season he gets the night off Keith Kincaid goes in and he picks up a win and uh, the Sabres probably have to be sitting themselves pretty frustrated in the room right now they were in my eyes good enough to beat the best team in the Eastern Conference at least record wise they are Uh, they probably are I think regardless of what argument you want to go with Um, I think the Sabres were, were good enough tonight to win but they could just not finish off their scoring opportunities a team that seems like they are hitting the goalpost and the crossbar as much as probably any team in the NHL. I don't claim to have watched every minute of every single team, but I cannot believe how many times a team actually can hit a post and hit a crossbar and uh, and not score. Both goalies were very good. I thought Craig Anderson played just as good on the other side. But uh, Kincaid unable to be solved by the Sabres after they got the first goal courtesy of Tage Thompson shorthanded. That Thompson goal was a thing of beauty. But the rest of the way, the opportunities that Buffalo had, they just could not finish. And, you know, part of it's on them. you got to bear down and finish at some point. And part of them, you just got to – part of it, you got to give a lot of credit to Keith Kincaid for sure. It's a, it's a combination. Uh, that sequence in the third where Quinn has a chance and then Paterka does and then Cousins is in the crease banging away and then Quinn again. I mean, that sequence was head-scratching, I'm sure for the Sabres. 3-1 Boston wins. Let's go to the locker room for reaction. Tage Thompson is up first live with Paul Hamilton. Tage, as far as the overall game, uh, it seemed like you guys played a really nice game tonight. Uh, one, one of your better ones, and it has to be more frustrating with the, with the way it came out. Yeah, obviously you want to win the game, so that sucks not getting the result, but I thought we played a really strong game. Um, I mean, there's obviously still things we can clean up. Um, I think we, we were the better team for the majority of the game there, but Obviously, they're a, they're a veteran team over there. They're they're going to be a cup contender this year, and um, I thought we were we were the better team for the most part of the game. We just got to find a way, you know, close out games, and um, I think that comes with experience and um, you know to continue to, to get better and learn from it each game. I, I mean, obviously, it's been a tough stretch we've been on, but we got to take some some lessons and you know move forward with them. You you've been one of the better scoring teams in the league this year. Uh, tonight, it just you, know, you got chances going off crossbars. Uh, Making big saves. What was the big difference where you can only get one tonight? Well, I think the thing is sometimes it, they don't go in for you, um, but, but when that's happening, you gotta you gotta find ways to win games. And 
uh, for us, I mean, we, we gave them a pretty easy goal there in the, in late in the, in the game. And, um, you know, from there, they were chasing the last five minutes down by one. And, um, and they put one more away to, uh, you know, finish this off there. So it's just, I think it's just continuing to be better at puck management, um, not turning it over, being smart with it. And, um, like I said, we got a lot of young guys, so it's just going to come with more experience. And um, you know, we can learn from it and move on. And, um, I think we'll, we'll be fine moving forward. How much did you sense out of these five games that was easily the, the best all-around game you guys have had? Yeah, I think, honestly, the last two games, I thought we played great against Vegas. I um, thought we played a great game again tonight, and those are two of the best teams in the league. So um, they're not they're not going to be easy games. you got to work for everything you get out there. And um, I think if we play like that, Last, the last two nights, if we play like that moving forward, we're going to win a lot of games. So it's just sticking with it. Sorry, it's a little frustrating some of the third periods lately. I mean, there have been a couple games that have been there for the taking, and you just haven't got over the hump in the third period. Yeah, you just we just got to find a way. We just got to bear down on chances. Like I had, I had a few chances there to score, and I didn't bear down. Like we, we just got to find a way. We got to find a way to score and defend a little bit harder. I mean, they got a lot of skilled players over there, so I think it's just being a little harder. Harder in our D zone, harder on pucks at the blue lines, and finding ways to, to bear down when we get our scoring chances. Paige, for those that weren't listening at the end of the first period, what did you do to be able to get that turnover and then turn it around and get down ice? It was just a good structure from our PK, just clogging up the middle. Um, we trying to force a turnover there at the blue line and tries to kick it out, and I get a stick on it and turn the other way. And, um, had some speed and drove them wide. A team really disciplined. They almost wait for you to make a mistake. What's the challenge in, in playing them and sort of just keeping in your game and not sort of playing into their hand, I guess? Yeah, I think it's just a, a mindset. I think um, you know, we, we did it for a long time, and then we kind of let our foot off the gas and give them an easy one, and then we're chasing again. So um, I think it's just being consistent with our game. Tage Thompson on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul, thank you. Tage Thompson, uh, just a highlight real goal. If you didn't see it, uh, make sure you find it somewhere. Uh, it's everywhere on Sabres Twitter for sure. That goal from Thompson, just amazing. It was literally one on four. There's three Boston players and the goaltender, and Thompson moves around them all. He's been on fire lately. In his last eight games, Thompson has ten goals and six assists over the course of his last eight games. So pretty impressive stuff. However, none of his teammates were able to beat Keith Kincaid in this game. Buffalo's power play, that's a spot maybe – that has been so good. They had scored eight games in a row. Uh, three opportunities, including two of them back-to-back in the middle of the second period. Uh, I thought the Bruins did a nice job taking away what Buffalo really likes to do on their power play, which is set up Olafson, set up Thompson for the big blasts. Uh, they seem to come out really quickly uh, on any time the puck seemed to be fed to either of those guys. So I, I was definitely impressed with uh, what Boston did on the penalty kill. But uh, nevertheless, the Bruins... Get goals, and, of course, their big names are involved. Bergeron has two of the three. Uh, Marchand set him up for a beautiful feed and finish with that goal with a minute to go uh, that sealed it to give Boston that 3-1 to one victory. And I would agree with Tage. I thought the Sabres played pretty well against Vegas, and I thought very well tonight against two very good teams. Part of that is you're playing two very good teams, and uh, that obviously means you've got to play almost perfect. And you've got to finish opportunities tonight. Kincaid and the Sabres together, uh, they are only able to get one goal. You look at this stretch, the game in Carolina, the game in Tampa, like I didn't hate the Sabres in any of those games. I would say the Arizona game, 
Um, there were times where I thought they were good, but there were times they were just eh. Other than that, like four of these five games, I feel like you could sit here and say they were worthy of points, and they had got none. And, again, we are past the moral victory sort of stage. I'm not arguing here that you should feel good about a five-game losing streak. You should absolutely not. The team is better than where they are years ago. The team's expectations are different. Don Granado would call it unacceptable to have five games in a row without points for sure. But this is how you fall back in the standings. Now, the Sabres, to me, you know, almost turn into must-win mode with Vancouver here coming in on Tuesday to close out the homestand. But you've got games coming up against teams that are within striking distance. Ottawa, you're still ahead. Toronto, a couple of points ahead. Montreal, a couple of points ahead. Those are your next three games after this Vancouver home game when they go back on the road. So um, it's not all lost. But, man, losing five in a row after that 7-3 and three start does sting a little for sure with kind of how people were feeling about this team. And uh, now Buffalo, with no points in their last five games, drops to 7-8 and eight overall. We'll, uh, we'll update you here on the standings coming up on what uh, has happened in the rest of the Eastern Conference. There's a lot of these games that started at 7 or 7.30 are just going final. All right, let's uh, get you some stats here while we wait for more from the locker room. And they're brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, look at the ice time. Power, 29 35 for him. That might be a career high. I'll check on that. Uh, Darlene, 2808. So with the two of them just playing a ton of minutes. I mean, if Don, uh, fact, we got to go down to the room now live. Here's Victor Olofsson with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Victor, uh, as we watched that game, it seemed like it was one of your better games. It has to be frustrating that you didn't get a result out of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we, we did play a very good game. Um, and it's a uh, it's a good team and it's a it's a game of details and um, yeah uh, unfortunately we um, couldn't couldn't uh, get the win tonight but um, overall a good game. Goal scoring has not been a problem for this team. You're coming into the game second in the league tonight. It was. Um, why was it so difficult to, to try to get goals tonight? Um, I mean they're a good good team defensively and. Um, I think we we had some chances. Uh, I had a couple of good chances during the third, uh, where I think I um, I have to score. So um, it, it's like that sometimes. We still create a lot. And uh, yeah. is it just maybe bearing down, or what? What what, what, what happened? Um, yeah, definitely. But I mean, we, we still created a lot of chances, and um, you, you can't really force the puck into the net. You just got to stay calm and um, be ready to execute when you get the chance. What did you like about the team game that allowed you to control long stretches? Uh, I think we were just on our toes going. We uh, we didn't sit back um, right from the start of the game. We just uh, went after him, and um, that's how we got it done. Victor, you were a very good third period club the first few games of the year. The last three or four games, you've given up a bunch of goals, and there's been games there for the taking. Just how tough is that to see the games are right there and you haven't been able to get over that hump in the last period? Um, it's tough. Um, obviously, right now we're uh, in, a, in a stretch where we're kind of we're chasing the game a little bit. Uh, we we want that win so bad, but sometimes you gotta uh, stay cool and, and um, just let the play develop. And um, I think we just gotta be a little bit more patient uh, and, and don't don't rush anything. There were certainly not as many chances as there were Thursday, but there were some good chances that both sides had. What did you think of the game, Craig? Had and the number of good saves he made. Oh yeah, um, especially during the third, he had some big saves for us. Um, um, so yeah, he he played a, a really good game for us and, and kept us in the game during the third with some big saves. And um, yeah. What stood out to you about changing the way he's attacking the game? Recent stretch. 
Uh, he's been unbelievable. Um, I feel like he's uh, taken another step uh, this year, and uh, he's just uh, super powerful with, with uh, all his skills. So it's uh, it's cool to watch. Thank you, Victor. Thank you. Victor Olsson on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul. Thank you, Victor Olsson. There, Sabers fall three to one, drop to seven and eight on the season. Uh, just a couple of more stats here that we got you before we uh, get to a break here. The final shot totals end up almost even, 31-30 in favor of the Sabres. Buffalo's power play letting them down tonight, 0 for the night, 0 of 3. They had scored in eight straight games before that. Uh, the Bruins, 1 of 3. Keith Kincaid gets the win with 30 saves. Craig Anderson, the loss, I thought he played well, 27 saves. In front of a sellout tonight, it was fun in the building, good intensity, 19,070, the announced attendance at KeyBank Center. And uh, Buffalo will close out the four-game homestand Tuesday night against Vancouver with a 7 o'clock scheduled face-off. All right, for all of our local affiliates here as we reach 10 o'clock, we're going to say goodbye to you. If you want to keep listening, uh, go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. For all of you on our flagship here on WGR, more postgame coming up. We'll have Don Granado's postgame comments. We'll have Paul Hamilton's take. We'll update you on the standings. We'll get you highlights here as we roll on from KeyBank Center. Final score, Boston 3, Buffalo 1. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. WGR Sports Radio 550. Here's a turnover right in front. Olofsson shot. And Kincaid gets a piece, and the puck bounces up. Right back to him, working off the wall, right side, Olsen. Well, Keith Kincaid coming up big throughout the night. 30 shots from Buffalo, 31 shots from Buffalo, and they were unable to solve the Kincaid brick wall there in the third period. That's our save of the game, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. We welcome you back here to KeyBank Center in the press box. Brian Colziel with you along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Let's get to the game winner here. We go to the 12-31 mark. This is after Buffalo continues to put on pressure. They couldn't solve Kincaid on the other end. The other way, Bruins get the game winner on a shot through lots of traffic that gets by Craig Anderson. Bruins working up top. Shot scores. Zaboral. That's his first in the National Hockey League. Unless it's deflected, but Zaboral took the shot. Jacob Zaboral, his first ever NHL career goal. It may have gone off Cousins. We were looking at the replay. How many goals are going to go off Cousins this year? That's your play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort in homes and businesses since 1933. All right, let's get your three stars in now. Zaboral with the game winner, star number three. Kincaid, star number two. And Patrice Bergeron with two goals, star number one. But I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, make Keith Kincaid tonight our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Sabres fall 3-1 to one to the Bruins. Up next, Vancouver. That'll be on Tuesday night. And then Buffalo heads to Canada for three games in a row with Ottawa, Toronto, and Montreal. Uh, that is uh, what Buffalo's next four will look like. And in terms of the standings, I mean, the Sabres definitely uh, could go, could need these head-to-head matchups with these three Canadian teams. I mean, that is uh, where the Sabres sit right now in the Atlantic, which is in seventh. 
Five games ago, before the five-game losing streak, they were 7-3, and three, sitting in solo second. And now they are in seventh place in the Atlantic Division. Uh, the Bruins just continuing to roll. They have 26 points now. They are 13-2, and two, and they've won nine of their last ten. Toronto with a win tonight. They hold on against Vancouver. They were down 2 nothing. They got three in a row. The Leafs have now moved into second place in the division. They have 19 You've got Detroit, Florida, Montreal with 17, Tampa with 15, Buffalo with 14, and uh, Ottawa with 11. All right, here we go. Don Granado now live in the media room downstairs following the 3-1 loss. He is. He's fine. Yeah, he came back, so then it was no uh, no issue. Wanted to make sure it wasn't wasn't uh, anything too serious. Once it was, he's fine. Don, do you feel like that was a step in the right direction for your group against that team? It was a big step uh, in the right direction from our level of compete. We wanted to make sure we competed. I said it to, you know, to the, the group yesterday. Uh, we needed that. We needed to compete, and that was um, it, 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 something we need to do. It's, it's, uh, it's the way to get better, and we know we have a lot of guys that have the capacity to get better. They have to compete like that. You generated offense. Was it a hot goalie or something you guys did? Well, I mean, we, we did, and, and obviously enough offense and things could have been different. So, um, you know, they're obviously a very capable team and players. And like I said, we generated enough that it could have been different. I thought, uh, you know, there were some things that will be, you know, learning things uh, where the momentum swung in the second period um, or, or turned or they, they got a little life in the second period, I should say. Uh, we didn't give them much life till, till a, you know, a, 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 you know, a couple minor incidents that need to be cleaned up more having to do with experience and that's unfortunately that's experience gained tonight uh the hard way Don, the third period was a strength early in the year in the last few games you've been close a lot of the time but you've given up a bunch of goals how much of that is just the learning curve when games are tight against some of these veteran teams yeah it, it uh i think we'll get back to that you know better better energy in the, in the third um you know i think uh Again, tonight we, we did some things that, you know, we were on top of that team pretty good. And, um, and they felt a little life. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just uh, some, some scenarios within the game that we'll, we'll look at, we'll put in front of some a couple, you know, individual players and that they'll just have to get better at and progress at. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. How to, how the third? I mean, again, we, we've played some pretty capable teams, and uh, you know, we had chances too. I, it's like I said, could could game could have went either way. How much of a bench was for you tonight? He was good. He was solid. He, he I thought I thought we gave him uh, shot selection that he could read shooters very well, and then there were a few incidents where he just he just was you know outstanding reading reading shooters when you know maybe it was uh, more an inadvertent play or a two on one and. Um, very, you can see his uh, knowledge of the position, his hockey sense, reading plays and how plays will develop uh, in front of him. Uh, very nice job by him. Did you sense in the first period that the Bruins were getting frustrated with the way you guys were playing? It seemed like you know they were you know, slamming the sticks and stuff. It seemed like they, you were on top of them enough that you, it seemed to me you were frustrated. Yeah, I, I think any group that when we're on our game, I think we have the ability to frustrate any group. Um, 
and and I, I, I think that was the case. I think you know we were we were skating, uh, we were playing as a group of five and a unit of five, and um, yeah, it it, uh, it did appear that way. And you know, credit to them, they're they're very uh, disciplined uh, and lots of experience, and and uh, you know that experience pulled them through in this case. Uh, bitter taste in their mouth. Yeah, I think we got a group that uh, you know I've said it before. You know that they're they're not happy. Uh, it, it pisses them off, and that's a really good thing for for us. That's we brought in competitive people. We we know they're young, but uh, we brought in competitive people for that reason. That they just this when this stuff happens, they they don't like it and they want to fix it and um, I think the, the silver lining is they know they can fix it and we, we need to keep gaining the experience to make that know-how knowledge. How close was Kyle today? Uh, you know, he's going to take a couple days, Mike, before we can evaluate him, which I think probably the best way to say it is it's going to be a few days of rest and then it'll be day-to-day. So he wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be a decision this morning on him. A uh, little bit like we did with Labushkin, just give it a, give it a little rest for a few days, see where we're at, and then be day to day from there. Thanks, guys. All right, there you hear Don Granado. His post game comments brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. As we bring it back up here to the press box, Brian Colziel with you. All right, you heard there at the end of Don Granado's press conference, he talk about Kyle Laposo. He said a few more days of rest, then it'll be kind of day-to-day from there. So looks like Oposo still maybe not quite ready to at least instantly return in the next game. He also at the start of the press conference mentioned uh, Rasmus Dahlin, who left late in the second period. He took a, a shot off his leg. He kind of limped to the room, but uh, did come out, play a full third period. So that was good news on the Dahlin front. The injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. We'll get the scoreboard from Pat in a moment. Also, Paul Hamilton's take here as the Sabres fall to the Bruins tonight by a 3-1 to margin, and uh, the Sabres have now dropped five in a row. Now it's time, though, to get to our first response from the fans, brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. All right, a couple of, uh, lots of comments coming in here at Brian WGR. Uh, let's see here. One of the uh, comments here that I thought was worthy of reading was from Keith saying, uh, no congratulations on the participation trophy to the Sabres, no disrespect to Tage. He says he's been playing his you-know-what off. He needs some help. Uh, Rob says he couldn't agree more with what Tage had to say about playing well over these last two games. Uh, he says this is different. They're going to be okay. They are on a losing streak, but they've played four of the best teams in the league during it. And uh, we'll get one more here from Zach. Zach says, uh, yeah, they played a strong game once again, but they cannot close it out. This is becoming a bad habit for this group. All right. And if this team wants to be considered among, you know, playoff contenders, team that's going to be right around the wild card or one of the top three in the division, 
you've got to start picking up points. You don't have to win all the games, but you've got to start picking up some points. You're 1-1 with Boston in the third period where you're Don Granato agreeing with Paul's assessment of you know how Buffalo frustrated the Bruins in the first period. A couple of power plays in the second. Nothing really besides one shot off the goalpost, and that's all it would have taken had that gone in. But you don't really get much offense going on the power play, and it allows a team like Boston to just sit there and eventually get uh, the game winner. You're 3-2 winning in Tampa. You're 2-2 with Carolina at one point mid-second period. So, I mean, these games, yeah, you're, you're up 3-2 early third in Tampa. Uh, the Arizona game seemed as though, even though maybe they had opportunities, there was just it wasn't enough in terms of that real drive to finish. They lost that one by three. But, of course, the Vegas game the other night, Pat, we know could have gone either way. It was 2-2 late second period, and then Jack Eichel took over. Yep. All right, uh, we're going to get Pat's scoreboard in a moment. Let's go down to the room, media room and bring in Paul Hamilton. Okay, Paul, well, we knew this stretch was going to be tough. Four of these five games that the Sabres have lost are against maybe four of the best teams in the league, Carolina, Tampa, Vegas, Boston. But there's no points to show for it, and I know that um, the Sabres are not going to accept that and, uh, and take any sort of moral victory away. Not this group, no, but you look at, you're right, they, they, in the last five games they played four of the best teams in the National Hockey League. They came out with no points. So now you have a baseline. Now you can take a look at, all right, where, do you, where can you improve? And next time you get into a stretch like this, can you do better at it? Uh, Sabres played well in this game. I mean, uh, in the beginning they seemed like they frustrated Boston, but that's a veteran good hockey team. They know how to handle things like that. They know how to stretch the game out where maybe Buffalo has a little bit of better to play to start. And the Bruins are like, we'll be all right. Don't worry about it. We'll figure this out. We'll be all right. We are, we're getting great goaltending from Kincaid. And, uh, you know, we'll just figure it out by the end. And they did. And what was it, about maybe five, six, seven minutes left to go in the second period, the Bruins started taking over. They started having their chances. They had the better of the play. And they continued it on into the third period for a little while. The Sabres got a little spurt uh, maybe after the 10-minute mark. But, you know, that's what good teams do. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't allow the Sabres more than the one goal. And they just kept it there. And then they just chipped away at it. And by the end of the day, they have their two points. Paul, that sequence, I want to say maybe like at the halfway mark of the third, the game's still tied at one where you had Cousins, Paterka, and Quinn all in on chances. Quinn maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're closer to that end than I am. How did that not, How did that not eventually get in? I don't know. It looked like he was going to get the puck under him, under Kincaid, yeah. and he came through the crease, and that's a goal scorer. Don't, let's not, let's not uh, kid ourselves. Jack Quinn is a goal scorer and will score goals in his league. I have no, there's no question in my mind. You know, he's a young player finding his way right now, just like on the Bruin goal. You know, he got easily knocked off the puck by Nosek, and it's in your net. You know, so, you know, he's learning as he goes along. But, you know, that's a goal scorer who Kincaid makes a great save. Somehow he, he didn't let that puck get under him and through. And, uh, you know, with that happening, you, know, you get the great save there. The Sabres can't get through on that goal. And that's the thing. I mean, coming into the – into the um, this game, this is the second highest scoring team in the National Hockey League, the Sabres. Well, they only got one goal in this game because they're playing one of the best defensive teams, if not the best defensive team in the NHL, and they know how to shut it down. And I told you in the pregame, 
you know, Kincaid hasn't played in the NHL this year, and he probably has never played in the NHL with a defensive team like the Boston Bruins. I mean, the Boston Bruins for years have been a very good defensive team, and you've seen, you know, the numbers they've been able to put up defensively, and, and tonight was no different. Uh, but probably, I would imagine I wasn't in the Bruins' room, but I would imagine they're saying that wasn't our best game. You know, tonight we, we let the Sabres take a lot of a lot in that game. And, you know, they, they might be saying Kincaid, you know, stole them a game. Uh, the, the Bruins did come on as the game went on, but uh, Kincaid certainly held a fort down until they were able to come on. On the other end, Paul, I thought Craig Anderson played very well. Um, the game winner obviously goes through a tons of traffic, deflected at least off somebody at some point, and then that – the third one was just a beautiful feed to Bergeron. I don't think really uh, can blame Anderson there. I, would you like to see Anderson play a little more here? Yeah, I would. I, I think he's been excellent in the games he's played in. And uh, tonight was no different. And Don Granado's right in the beginning. The Sabres were so good. You know, he wasn't really tested all that much. You know, he could see the Bruins shots. And the Bruins, you heard Rob Ray talking about in the first period that uh, the, the Bruins were getting frustrated. He could see that as they were going to the bench. And, uh, you know, you could see that from up top, too. I mean, it was just – and, you know, so – but then, you know, when the Bruins started coming on in the end of the second period, Anderson was phenomenal. He made some great saves. You know, the in there, uh, McAvoy had, what, two or three one-timers. One was really dangerous on the power play. Anderson read it perfectly and was over there and made a great save. So, you know, he was able to make very good saves – after having, a, you know, I would say, a pretty easy first period. But, uh, you know, he, he certainly uh, didn't take a backseat to Kincaid at all in this game. Okay, Paul, what's next? Well, it's Vancouver here. The Sabres uh, already picked up a win in Vancouver back on October 22nd. Uh, I guess you'd say the, the importance of the game is in the sense that you don't want to go 0-4 on a homestand here. I think that would, uh, that would feel like the season low point for sure. Well, don't get too low with this. As, as Don Granado says, this team gets mad. Use that energy, th- that anger, to, to continue where you left off in the Boston game. Play the same type of game against the Vancouver Canucks, who are nowhere near as good as the Boston Bruins. So, you know, play that same game against the Vancouver Canucks, and you probably have a pretty good chance to win. You've already walked into Vancouver and won a game by playing your game and playing well. So you get good goaltending. I imagine Comrie will be back in goal. You get good goaltending. And uh, you you play the way you did in this game. You know, I think they have a pretty good chance to break the losing streak. Paul, thank you for all your work all night long. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Bills game tomorrow. And we'll see you here Tuesday night for the Canucks. Take care, guys. We will see you on Tuesday. All right. Paul Hamilton, thank you. Down in the media room, 3-1 the final Bruins victorious. Buffalo has lost five straight games as we said the Canucks are up next they were in action tonight up in Toronto and as we uh, get the scoreboard here Pat Canucks probably hating on themselves right now too they had a nice lead against the Leafs yeah we'll check into that one in just a moment that game has gone final other games that are ongoing at the moment Nashville has a 2-1 lead over the Rangers just about six minutes to go in the third period there Kale McCarra scored twice for the Avalanche he now has three goals on the season Colorado leading uh, Carolina 2 to nothing as the Hurricanes trail with 10.55 to go in the second period there. Troy Terry's sixth of the year has given Anaheim a one nothing lead over the Blackhawks seven minutes into the opening stanza. Also, the Flames with a one nothing lead over Winnipeg. 
five minutes gone by in the first period in Calgary, while the Blues on Brandon Saad's second of the year lead Vegas 1-0 midway through the opening period. You mentioned the Canucks in action in Toronto tonight. The Maple Leafs score three times in the second period on their way to a 3-2 win over Vancouver, who is 4-8-3 on the season. You know, it took them a, a long time to get that first win of the year. Now just uh, four wins, three overtime losses, so uh, 11 points for the Canucks this season. It took overtime, but a Zach Parise game winner in OT gives the Islanders a 4-3 advantage over Columbus. The Devils doubling up Arizona today 4-2. New Jersey now 12-3 on the season. In overtime, the Canadiens stopped the Penguins 5-4. Oilers this afternoon on a couple of goals from Tyson Berry double up the Panthers 4-2, and it was the Senators 4-1 winners over Philadelphia in Claude Giroux's return to Philly. AHL action. The Amherst had a lead in the third period, but Belleville, the Senators, able to defeat Rochester 3-2, so Belleville picks up the win tonight against the Amherst in a game that went to a shootout. Again, 3-2 the final there. Big Four College basketball. All four teams were in action today, including a good one on Main Street tonight. It took overtime, but Canisius picks up their first victory of the season at the Kessler Athletic Center, defeating St. Bonaventure 84-80 in overtime. Niagara falling to Bucknell 68-50 today, as well as James Madison tripping up UB 97-62. The Bulls fall to James Madison today. Also take a look at top 25 college football. Number one, Georgia on their way to their 10th win on the season and 7th in SEC play. 45-19 leaders over Mississippi State. Two minutes to go in the fourth quarter there. Injury to tell you about as Bo Nix just injured, helped off the field as number six, Oregon, Leads 25th ranked Washington 34 27 with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Number four TCU with a 17 3 lead over Texas. The Longhorns 18 in the country. Also, Michigan with a 34 3 victory. Their third ranked in the country defeating Nebraska earlier today. Alabama holds on for a 30 24 win over Ole Miss, snuffing out the Runner Rebels' chances at an SEC championship game. Alabama now 5 2 in SEC play. So, a lot of big-time college football, some local college basketball, a little bit of everything, everything today, Brian. What's the Syracuse score? Uh, not good. <laughs> I noticed you didn't left that one out, Pat. <laughs> number, number 23, Florida State, with a 38-3 win. It was fun while it lasted, Brian. They were undefeated winning at Clemson big, weren't they? With a chance, if you win that game, you are basically have a clear path to the ACC championship, yes. And they have they won since? No. Lost to Clemson. Notre Dame. Lost to Notre Dame and losing to Florida State here tonight. Man. I don't think there was anything else in between. Yeah. That's too bad. They were having a really good season. 6-0 and to start the year. Yeah. They're now they're going to go to 6-4. and uh, Clinched a bowl berth by going 6-0, and but definitely but been that, in the top 25. Yeah, that high moment where they are winning at Clemson, you're thinking they're going to move into the top 10. Right. Yeah. And then a roughing the passer call that they were not able to recover from. I know. All right, well, sorry for your orange <laughs> there. My condolences. Thanks. All right, well, the Sabres uh, will have one more shot to get a win on this homestand Tuesday. It was fun in here tonight with the sellout. Yeah. I know some of them were Bruins fans, but it was fun. I mean, the Vegas game was almost a sellout, and then this game was a sellout. You tell me if I'm wrong. All three games so far, even though Arizona was the least attended game of the homestand, it was a good atmosphere in the crowd that night, yeah. even though this, the Sabres didn't really do much to, to really get the crowd into it. Even uh, Arizona played the better of the game for the most part, but those these are three games now that this arena has been very loud, very boisterous, and I really liked 
the, the crowd this year, and maybe it's folks back for the first time in three years, whatever the story is, these are crowds that are more into the game than what we saw a couple of years ago. I would agree. I think uh, on the ice, Sabres definitely need to get a little more other than number 72 and number 26. Right. You've got to start winning games. Yeah. But this team is playing the up-and-down, fast-tempo pace that the league has become. So you're not winning. You're at least, you know, in in it most of the time. But you're right. you got to get more players in on the action, and you've got to start picking up wins. I would agree. All right. Well, that can start for the Sabres on Tuesday night. That will be our next broadcast, 7 o'clock, pregame at 6 with the Vancouver Canucks in town. And that will – Put a wrap on things here from KeyBank Center. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer back in our Amber Studios. Crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Koziel, Paul Hamilton downstairs in the room. Our engineer, Tom Maddy, and our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Koziel. I thank you for listening. Final score, Bruins win it 3-1. to one. Don't forget, Bill's coverage starts tomorrow, 7 a.m., bright and early, right here on our flagship WGR Sports Radio 550. From KeyBank Center, we say goodnight. We'll talk to you Tuesday with the Canucks in town right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.